Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition, a can't stop, won't stop edition, I should say, of the Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show 2019 edition. Kicking it off here for the 2019 NFL Draft Cycle. That's right. We're getting it started. And today we're going to break down the 2019 NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, the eighth annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, which has made some tremendous strides in a short period of time. Uh, Our first stop here on the All-Star Circuit, and of course, I am your host, R.I.C. and a place to be Rick Saratella, telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft since 2002. It's what we do, and I am really pumped up and excited for the All-Star Circuit this year. Again, we'll be starting off in Pasadena, California for the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. Held simultaneously with the East-West Shrine game on January the 19th, we will split up our coverage here. Uh, we'll do the first week in Cali, the second week or second part of the week in St. Petersburg for the Shrine game, bringing you on-location exclusive coverage, interviews, uh, player interviews, coaches' interviews. The latest buzz will be rubbing elbows with all the scouts and general managers and coaches in attendance. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Of course, Joe Everett will join me here in just a second, my co-host in the saddle for today's show. Uh, he and along with Rob Rang will be joining me down in mobile for the Senior Bowl. And if you're just tuning in and just finding out, that's right, NFL Draft Bible has partnered with NFL Draft Scout. That's right. The two leading authorities when it comes to independent NFL coverage have joined forces. Um, We're going to be bringing you the top-notch draft coverage on the NFLDraftScout.com. We have draft guides coming. We have all-star game recaps coming. We have some very exciting news and announcements coming in the mix. So we're really excited about that. Keep it locked at the NFLDraftScout.com. Of course, you can follow all of our NFL draft updates on social media at DraftScout. We are still cranking it at NFL Draft Bible on the social media so you can keep up to date with all the access. And uh, today we're going to be breaking down like I said, the 8th annual 2019 NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, running through the positions and telling you, you know, who it is that you need to keep an eye on uh, for this upcoming week. Now, uh, the NFL PA will be back on TV. I believe they did strike a deal, so we'll try to pull up that information for you here to give you that uh, so you can follow along throughout the week. And today... I just want to let everybody know that today's show is brought to you by the Sports Management Worldwide 2019 Football Career Conference, which is held February 28th through March 2nd in Indianapolis during the NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, So excited and happy to be part of this wonderful event. I had a chance to speak on one of the panels last year, and man, what a tremendous opportunity to meet so many people expand my contacts, uh, whether you're looking to break into the football industry or are already established in the football industry, this is just a very appealing event. You you get to talk to so many different folks. 
Uh, last year, Adam Schefter was a, a guest speaker. Minnesota Vikings GM Rick Spielman, uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers GM Mark Dominic teaches the online scouting course. He'll be speaking again at the event. Uh, Football Outsiders founder Aaron Schatz was there. Uh, Joel Corey, the salary cap expert, former NFL agent. Of course, we remember him here in New Jersey for his time uh, working for the New York Giants. So we will be out there in Indianapolis at the Sports Management Worldwide uh, Football Career Conference February 28th through March the 2nd. Uh, log on sportsmanagementworldwide.com. Get your tickets, reserve them. Limited spots, and they're going fast. So get in where you fit in with that. And uh, we're going to take a look through the rosters here at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Um, kicking it off with the quarterbacks, and you know, at first glance, at first glance, it's nothing to be uh, too overly excited about. Um, we have quite a few guys that have a chance to get drafted. We shall see. Um, First off, the guy that I'm most interested in and surprised he didn't get a invitation to the East West Shrine game or senior bowl would be Jake Browning from Washington. Uh, I think he's probably the headliner here in the quarterback grouping along with uh, Manny Wilkins from Arizona state Jalen McClendon. Uh, from Baylor, the transfer from North Carolina State, backed up Jacoby Brissett, backed up Ryan Finley, transferred to Baylor this past year, started a handful of games for Matt Rule, and I had a chance to meet Jalen McClendon yesterday at the Test Football Academy. Shout out, shout out to my Test Football Academy people. And had a chance to sit down with Jalen and really looking forward to uh, seeing that rocket arm I've heard so much about Brent Stockstill from Middle Tennessee, Amir Hall from Bowie State, who I had a chance to take a look at uh, first week of the season, actually, against Wagner here. I wasn't too overly impressed. Kind of a uh, Devontae Kincaid from Grambling of a year ago type prospect. And then uh, URI, Rhode Island, Jawan Lawson, rounds off the quarterback class. And right on time, Never leaving a stone unturned, I might add, is Joe Everett, my co-host for today's show, joining us here on the Test Football Academy Hotline. We welcome in Joe to the show. And, Joe, uh, we're going to dive right into it, man. You, you joined us here for the quarterback conversation. I was just recapping some of the QBs in the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. So, hey, welcome into the fire and uh, thoughts and impressions here on this quarterback class. Hey, great to be back on. And, yeah, it's not a – I don't know what to say, underwhelming group, but uh, there's a couple of guys that could make some hay here. I think everyone wants to see how Jake Browning uh, looks. I'm I'm not his biggest supporter here. I don't know if this week's going to go exactly his way. I think at the seven-on-seven drills gets a little windy out there. It might not go exactly as planned for a guy that pushes all his passes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a guy whose whole career trajectory kind of went downhill. I think uh, Manny Wilkins has a real chance to, to, to make some difference out there, especially in an event where there's a lot of Canadian scouts out there. There's a lot of other types of scouts. That's, I think, I mean, no offense, but I think that's where Wilkins kind of fits into this uh, deal and, and a real chance to play in Canada. Maybe I'm crazy, but there's going to be a contingent of people 
giving him a serious look in, in, I think, other leagues as well. So that's not, you know, the NFLPA game isn't just about the NFL. I think there's a lot of sets of eyeballs out there, and that's where uh, this QB class kind of fits in. Well, not only that, it's also going to be fun to see all the Alliance Football League scouts. I'm sure the XFL is starting to scout uh, players for their new league. So it's going to be interesting because now we're – you know, that fine line of whether or not you're an NFL prospect, you, you know, the next best destination was the Canadian Football League. Now there's options here in the States where players can make uh, just as much, if not more money, stay in the United States, develop for a year or two, and play in uh, the AAF or the XFL. So I'm sure they'll be in attendance and on location as well. Um, moving and grooving through the positional preview here for the 2019 NFL PA collegiate ball held in Pasadena, California on January the 19th, Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here, breaking it down for you, moving on over to the running backs, Joe, and a couple interesting names here. Who stands out to you, sir? A name that, boy, making me feel a little bit old, Rick, is uh, Taiwan Deal. I remember when we, he was freshman, uh, I thought he was showing some flashes of being that next bulldozer badger at Wisconsin. And then I think everybody knows, you know, uh, not just this season, but before last season when Jonathan Taylor showed up, it was over for anybody else in Wisconsin. He's so talented. But uh, in the beginning of his career, I thought Taiwan Deal was a more talented player than Corey Clement or Dari Ogunbowale. It's just uh, his problem, and I think his problem in this event too, it's so tough for running backs at these all-star events, you know, to really make a difference until it's game time when actually the bullets start flying and, uh, you know, it's seven on seven, going to be lost passing. He's just not a strong receiver and that's the biggest knock on him. And it's why he took a back seat to Ogunbowale, uh, even Clement and he, Bradrick Shaw last season, you know, he's just, um, he's not a strong receiver. He's a banger. It's his role. I think he plays it well. He's a big, tough kid from Baltimore that's tough to tackle. He just shows up on game day, and no one really wants to get in his way. And there's a little deceptiveness out of his speed for a guy that size. I think he's that sleeper in this game. Um, My biggest question for him is, what the heck happened junior year? Uh, I mean, he has difficulties with the coaching staff. Uh, I don't know if it's just injury. Uh, that's something that, you know, you probably got to look into. And then uh, you, you've saw, probably seen more of the slippery rock back than I have, but the highlights I've seen from Wes Hills are nothing short of impressive. I think he shows up and and definitely is a difference maker, especially how, how quick he is. And, and once again, you know, they're – if they they're in the shells, just you know doing the skeleton, that's a guy that's going to look really swift catching passes. And I guess, hey man, Bryce Love, if he shows up, Buddy Love, that's that's arguably the the the, the best player at the event. Uh, I mean, I'm still skeptical if he actually sets foot on the practice squad, but you, you're going to have boots on the ground there, Rick. So I I can't wait to see if uh, Buddy Love actually shows up. Yeah, well, he did accept the invitation, and, you know, we'll see if he is there in Pasadena along with uh, local running back Akasidric Ware from USC. Uh, But, yeah, West Hills, the Slippery Rock running back, definitely a a dark horse candidate to get a NFL combine invite for sure. Trevin McMillan, uh, the all-purpose back from Colorado. Lexington Thomas, the speedster from UNLV, and uh, Joe mentioned Taiwan Deal from Wisconsin. Marchie Denard, 
Uh, Colorado State Pueblo. Here's a running back I don't really know too much about, and that's why I love the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl because they put some new prospects on your radar. So I'm looking forward to doing some homework on him as well as Nico Evans from Wyoming, a late ad here on the final edition. And then John Santiago, North Dakota. If you subscribe to the NFL Draft Slant over at the NFLDraftScout.com, Santiago was a guy, just a slasher, uh, explosive kick returner. I think he's a guy that, you know, he's going to be limited touches, even in college at North Dakota. You know, they kind of used him uh, sparingly, and I think that's his role at the next level as well, but just such an explosive, dynamic player, and I don't think he makes it to the combine, but a guy who could run – uh, low four fours, even high four threes is John Santiago from North Dakota. And then, of course, George Aston from Pittsburgh, the fullback. Um, I'm really excited to watch him smash some heads. And Marcus Jones from Gannon, who's listed as a fullback. I think he played running back. He's kind of like a mini uh, Maurice Jones-Drew from what I recall off the top of my head. So that rounds out the running back class and then – you know, uh, shifting over to wide receivers, the one player I was really excited, and there's a lot, this is a ton of wide receivers here on this NFLPA Collegiate Bowl roster, but the one guy I was really excited to see, Joe, a late ad here on the final roster, uh, a guy that came on uh, strong late in the season to stay uh, a really stacked, and I thought an overloaded wide receiver corpse there at Ohio State, but Johnny Dixon, Really intriguing player, uh, a laundry list of uh, of injuries, and, and definitely a guy. I don't know. Again, I don't know if he gets the invite to Indianapolis. I would imagine just based on his medical history, they would want to poke and prod. But a guy who compares favorably to T.Y. Hilton, a little undersized, but can get behind the defense and really make some big plays. Johnny Dixon is a guy that I'm going to be excited to see there amongst these wide receivers. An embarrassment of riches there at Ohio State. I mean, not only got the what was it, KJ Hill, and then uh, my guy, the, the Benjamin Victor, and of course Paris Camp. I was like, you could just keep going with those. And then there's the kid from Indianapolis here who went to Cathedral. Uh, he's going to be, I think, at East West. Uh, his name's slipping my mind, but it's just they've got him just falling out of the woodwork there, at Columbus. Uh, it really makes you wonder. It's like, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, he's awfully talented, but I'd be interested to see where the rest of this whole wide receiver core ends up after it's all said and done, the dust settles. And hmm. it's like, yeah, he was actually throwing the top 100 picks across the board. He better be friggin' good. Um, but, yeah, that whole – yeah, I think you nailed it with that kid uh, showing up to the event. He he might be one of the best receivers there. Uh, I still the, – the Jawan Winfrey from Colorado intrigues me. Um uh, He's a community college kid, overshadowed by Chenault over there, but another guy that can play, Trent Irwin can play, John Bay Johnson, this whole wide receiver group, it's almost like, you know, uh, where to start. But I, I want to go with the sleepers, uh, that, that Charles Holland from Tiffin, man, he's been on our radar for, it seems yeah. like, three years now. Uh, mm-hmm. Just been talking ad nauseum about him. This is a big event. For a guy like that, and then uh, Xavier Abosi, UAB. Uh, I, I just tell people to go watch the Rice game right now. He looks like Calvin Johnson in that one. Uh, no one can cover him. Ton of physical upside. He's just just that specimen. I think at an event like this, he gets some 50-50 balls one on one. Flashes that 
just a big frame he's got. He's very good after the catch, too. Just those long strides, he starts going, he's gone. And then uh, probably my favorite wide receiver at the whole event is uh, Deontay Harris, Assumption. Uh, before the season started, I'm looking at kick returners, trying to find any kick returner, and this guy is just uh, – he reminds me a lot of Dante Hall. Uh, back Kansas City hmm. Chiefs, you know, wow. you know Tyreek Hill. He's not, he's not like Cheetah, but uh, he's like that kind of mover. Uh, I mean, also it's also a similar knock on his receiving ability right now. I mean, he's just running nines, he's running bubbles, he's not doing anything complex. But the kind of speed he has uh, at an event like this, it kind of makes me remember the NFLPA. What is it like two years ago now when DeAndre Carter out of Sacramento State showed up and everyone's like, who mm-hmm. is this kid and his four three speed? Well, I think this little assumption, uh, Deontay Harris, man, he is lightning in a bottle, and uh, this could be a big old week for that little kid because if he starts flashing that speed and people start turning heads, that's uh, it's going to be big for his draft stock, man. I think that's a name, a definitely a sleeper to watch out for. Yeah, quite a few slashers, actually, at the wide receiver position. A guy like Steven Sims Jr. at Kansas, a guy like uh, the Boston College wideout Jeffrey Smith, a little bit of wideout, a little bit of running back, a little bit of end-arounds, a little bit of bobbles. Um, Ola B.C. Johnson from Colorado State, I think, is an under-the-radar prospect. Emmanuel Butler from Northern Arizona, one of these FCS guys that was heavily on the radar coming into the season had a little bit of a disappointing year so kind of fell off a little bit in terms of draft stock goes and then on the opposite end of the spectrum how about this Malone wide receiver Ashton Doolin um, I can't tell you how many times his name has come across my inbox I have not yet had a chance to study him but from what I've heard uh, this guy is heavily on the NFL radar I'm looking forward to checking him out at the uh, event and then a um, couple other guys here, Jason Moore from Finley, Matthew Eaton uh, from Iowa State, and Flynn Nagel from Northwestern to round out the wide receivers. Nahari Crawford is intriguing from Duquesne, from the NEC Conference, a guy that I've had a chance to talk to on several occasions. Somewhat of a one-trick pony, don't kill me, Nahari, but you know he's got blazing speed. I think I'd love to see him expand his route tree and see what he can do there. Uh, with 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 some of that and his footwork, but uh, you know what? You can't teach speed, and this kid might be a four three talent. So I'll be very interested to see some of these FCS speed burners how they match up against the FBS talent and, and level of play. That's why I love these all star games uh, because you get to see the apple to apple, orange to orange uh, comparison. Now, uh, Joe, we're flying through the positions here. Uh, quickly, tight ends, not a whole heck of a lot of tight ends from what I saw here on the final roster. Nothing to get too excited about. Stetson tight end Donald Parham t- tweeted out uh, either today or yesterday. Today is January 10th, uh, 2019, which is the same day the NFLPA announced their entire full roster, which is uh, quite good timing here to do the preview show but Parham from Stetson an under the radar guy that will be going to Indianapolis at the NFL scouting combine nice now this whole tight end group is uh pretty intriguing because I'll, I'll just be I haven't even seen the Stetson kid I have not had a chance yet but uh Keenan Brown talking about an overgrown wide receiver I think grad transfer from Oklahoma or Oklahoma State one or two but 
I don't think, I mean, he doesn't change anything in the blocking game, at least maybe he's a willing blocker, but another, I think, jump ball specialist, big body target, really long arms. Uh, he can play, I think, in line, but more, more than anything right now, he's just that uh, sort of flex out, wide out. Uh, this is another potentially big week for a guy like that if, uh, you know, he can make some hay against these linebackers, which we'll get into it. I think there's some really good linebackers at this uh at this event so if he gets open against those guys that's going to go a long way but Brandon Dillon Marion uh that's right in my backyard and here in town you're, you're talking about the Gronkowski of the west side of Indianapolis uh he's a really long limbed big target and he kind of took over for the uh Krishan Hogan kid that uh you know he was a he got a combine invite himself so I, I think he's got hands he looks Really good from the brief footage I've gotten my hands on. I haven't like got but one game on him. So uh, just, but to be honest, uh, what, off the hoof, it's just a really good-looking player and uh, another guy that's just I don't know where these Marion kids are coming from, man. They are where they're hiding them at. Uh, the embarrassing one was Hogan is from my high school in Indianapolis, but uh, at least Dylan, I know he didn't go to Warren, so it's not as embarrassing to have him kind of pop up on the radar but yeah he's he's real man there's some people that want to see him at this event and yeah it's i guess they're they're playing football in maryland i little, little did you know west side <laughs> very interesting indeed uh shifting over to the offensive line joe as you know you know with these all-star events it always uh gets down to the nitty-gritty uh, trying to find some big uglies, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Who are some linemen standing out to you? I, I, right off the bat, uh, Yasuo Nijman, uh, Virginia Tech, just a beefcake. Uh, uh, in the running game especially, he's like a forklift. He gets those ham hocks in you, starts moving people. Dudes get lifted when they're trying to go opposite him. Um, still in the pass games, kind of work on progress. Like almost any pass that you see, he's got a chipper. Uh, he's got help. They, they they know they need to help him. So I think he's a guy, he kicks in at guard, but he's, he's a draftable player. And then my love for Mac knows no bounds. Joe Lowry, Ohio Bobcats. He played left tackle there, all conference for your starter from a run-heavy team. Coached by Frank Solich, I think the guy's – He's got some real pelts up on the wall from his college days. It's going to serve him well. Uh, I don't know if he's drafted, but uh, that's a guy strikes me. Gets right into a camp, starts punching and jabbing people, opening eyes, and it's like, no, the coaches want to work with him. So uh, it's uh, playing for respect out there, not just for himself, but I think for the MAC and for his program. The switch to guard shouldn't be a struggle from him. Just like I said, how, how well he handles himself, it's just a matter of, you know, a little more different tricks of the trade from the interior players he's facing, but Lowry's, uh, he's just a man out there. I think that's a, I'm most excited to see how he handles his snaps uh, at the interior. And yeah, this is just a big group of dudes out there. I haven't had a chance to look into a lot of the small schools. I think that's what amazes me every year with NFLPA, some of the programs they get involved out there and they arrive and it's not just, by accident, man, they, they, these these cats, they can actually play. So I think uh, Opeta from Weber State, that's the one I want to mm-hmm. see uh, how he able – is he able to survive? Because there's some guys out there very high on him. Yeah, you got uh, all over the map, Ferris, uh, Ferris State, Devon Johnson, uh, Trevon Tate, Memphis, another guy uh, from from uh, uh, the AAC and uh, – 
you know, they'll be matching up against guys from the SEC. Dion Calhoun, I think, is a guy who, who might be out in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, I think the value here is on the interior, though. A guy like Phil Haynes from Wake Forest, I'm looking at him. A basketball standout in high school has only played offensive line for about three or four years there at Wake Forest. Uh, all about the upside there with Phil Haynes. Uh, uh, Pulley Froho uh, from Arkansas, you know, an, an international guy. I think a guy who could be a solid mid-round pick. And, um, you know, one other guy I'll throw on your radar, Nathan Nathan uh, Trewin from Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, <laughs> powerhouse program there at at the lower level conference and a guy heavily on the NFL radar on the offensive line Joe uh they'll be matching up especially I love the one-on-one matchups uh during these all-star events going up against the defensive line who are some of the standouts to keep an eye on at the NFL PA PA Collegiate Bowl there well I'm not sure they list JPT Eastern Washington I know he did not play in the in a championship game against the Bison. So I don't know if it's uh, if he's going to be able to play in this bowl game. I would hope so for his you know, stock. That's a, a guy I'd like to see. He definitely has to help himself uh, after uh, with some explaining to do, not say the least. Uh, Isaiah Mack from Chattanooga, though, I think that's a sleeper. Love the way that kid moves and swims out there. He just He's he's a pass rushing natural from the interior, and then uh, the ends I think are the real stars. It's not a great tackle group they got out there, but uh, the uh, the most intriguing prospect probably the whole defense has to be that Jamel Garcia Williams just out of nowhere this season. Um, Yeah, Eastern Arizona I think is where he's from, and he's got bloodlines. His dad played uh, at Purdue, got drafted by the Steelers. His older brother plays for the Broncos, but I think ripped up his knee. Uh, before this whole season, so nine and a half sacks just uh, pretty pretty much from one solo the year before. So I, he basically adapted to Division One, took that one year to kind of get his sea legs, and man, he went out there. He's not like super bendy or flexible, but he gets downhill real quick, and I think he could play some stand-up linebacker because he's got surprising ball skills for a dude that big and gangly. Um, he's, I think for the whole week, that's a player he could really help himself a ton because there's just lots of upside uh, with growth potential, just that untapped skill set, just so, sort of that lump of clay out there. I think coaches are going to start salivating over and saying, no, I could do such and such. He could fit here. We could do this. And, yeah, I think he may even be able to – Garcia Williams might be able to parlay this into like a late invite to a senior bowl. You know? Yeah, If that absolutely. happens, you heard it here first. Uh, another guy to watch too, Ryan Ramsey. I think that that's another uh, three, four defenses. He's good eats for them. That's a stand-up pass rusher. Some people may list him at linebacker even. They're real athletic, and I think those two, Ramsey and, and Garcia Williams, are the biggest potential risers from this week because they're going to match up against some tackles that they should be able to beat. Yeah, the UAB, Garcia Williams, I think he's going to be a fast riser here as we get closer to April. I'm looking over at the linebacker crop, Joe, and, uh, you know, anyone who watched that BYU bowl game, Taki Taki, I mean, this guy was Mm -hmm. all over the field. I mean, lateral uh, ability and just a, you know, head on the swivel, swarm to the football type linebacker. I think he's the headliner here when I look at this linebacking corpse. 
without a doubt, uh, especially the, the the career track of those guys, uh, uh, not just the Van Noy, but Fred Warner hit the ground running for the 49ers. So that opens the door for Taki. Like you said, though, he's more of probably more of an edge for us. You're a little different than Warner, but what they're doing, how they're teaching defense out there, that only bodes well for him. He's 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 probably the headliner, but that Jelani Tavai, uh, Hawaii, it's about time there's a kid out of Hawaii Rainbows uh, just kicking tail, leading the team in tackling, tackling everything in sight because they've got so much talent on those islands. It's just uh, I think this Tavai is the first of many. He's just a really good speed, kind of high-hipped. I don't know that his change of directions on the fly as well, but, man, does he go downhill, and he will hit you. Uh, I, I don't see that he's a real tweaky. Uh, I don't know that there's pass rushing involved in his, his game, but I think as an off-ball backer, that's a guy who's probably more of a priority free agent. I don't know that he's drafted, but uh, that's a guy you'd love to have in camp. And it strikes me as just he's going to make a bunch of money playing special teams in the league because he's just uh, no fool around, no funny business. He he gets down to work quick. And, uh, yeah, to, to buy coaches are just going to fall in love with him that week, I think. And then the, the Cowback also like him, uh, Kanashik. Yeah. I think how you say his last name, Jordan. He he yeah, really had a last, two last two seasons. Oh, he looked great mm-hmm. out there. And once again, programs, you're looking for coaches that just teach it right. And Wilcox, what he's doing at Cal, uh, I'm looking at a lot of those defensive players because they're getting uh, taught extremely well. No doubt about it. Uh, winding down here on the NFLPA 2019 Collegiate Bowl Preview, Joe. Looking at the secondary, let's clump them together, corners and safeties. Uh, Elijah Holder, I think at corner, from Stanford is intriguing. Uh, again, a guy with injury history here, uh, maybe a top 100 talent, but could probably fall to day three just due to the 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 long list of injuries. And then at the safety, John Battle from LSU, I thought was a nice late addition to the All Star game. Uh, who are some of the defensive backs you're looking at here? Uh, yeah, Mark Fields, Clemson made the uh, made the play in the championship game there, um, and then yeah, Holder, uh, kind of anticipating him. He, he needs to have a big week because, like you said, there's big question marks around him. But savvy player, I think he's draftable. Honest to goodness, uh, maybe at the end there, and then uh, sleeper corner, I got uh, the Bowling Green kid, Monte Gregory, the hands-on long kid. I think he fits a. Uh, you know, uh, the press style of play, just good range. Uh, I, I think a little complacent in man, but, man, he really – another guy, I just like tacklers. He understands to, to get down and get busy and, and really just not – I don't know whether he's a super space player, but him a lot. And then for some reason, I don't, he's not highly rated, but I like the Gibson, the safety from Central Florida, another rangy physical player. He'll blow you up when he gets there, but – also understands what he needs to do in phase, out of phase. And I just think he's an intimidator and a ball hawk. It's not just he can't – it's not just one type of safety strong. I think he could play free and just that real type of sort of chameleon safety you need in, in today's game. Uh, that's arguably one of the guys I'm rooting for the most at this event because I know he can play. He's just got to go out there and prove it, Kyle. Yeah, one other guy I'll throw out there, Dion Harris from North Dakota, a guy that bounced back from an ACL injury, was on the NFL radar uh, 
two years ago, you know, missed the entire year last year, and then, you know, bounced back this year, is looking to kind of resurface on the NFL radar, and that's what the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl is all about. Of course, I'll be on location throughout the week, uh, first part of the week, January 13th through the 16th. Make sure you're keeping it locked for all the on-location reports and updates, and the second part of the week will be at the East-West Shrine Game, and of course, uh, we'll be back here on the podcast edition with the East-West Shrine Game preview, Joe, so uh, for our 2019 kickoff show, it was uh, always a pleasure, never leaving a stone unturned, he is Joe Everett, at Joe W. Everett, and Joe, we will talk again soon when we break down the East-West Shrine Game. Heck yeah, go Notre Dame specialist Justin Yoon and Tyler Newsom representing South Bend, can't wait to watch them out there, man. Can't wait. Got to get those plugs in. Of course, I was your host, RIC, and a place to be, Rick Saratella. Tell me like it is when it comes to the NFL draft since 2002. It's what we do. Make sure you log on to the NFLDraftScout.com for all of our NFL draft analysis. Of course, we'll have our 2019 NFL draft guide available very soon, and we'll be recapping all of the All-Star games Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine Game, and NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, of course, on the NFLDraftScout.com. Give us a follow at Draft Scout, at NFL Draft Bible, at Joe W. Everett, at Rick Saratella. It's another edition, baby. In the books, we'll be back at it again with the East-West Shrine Game 2019 preview. Keep it locked, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in.